La Galerie Louise, an artistic statement, a novella, a confession. Written by Batsheva Ross. Read by Ella de Burka. Chapter 6 A silent minute has passed. I softly touch the covered part of Monique's face with the back of my palm and find out that the mask is still a bit damp and needs a few moments to dry. The silence is getting a little awkward, so I attempt some small talk. You live nearby? Monique clears her throat and then mentions a place with a name I'd never heard of. It's somewhere in the outskirts of Brussels, not too far by car, with beautiful houses surrounded by green, she explains to me with closed eyes and her head tilted back. She says she comes to town mainly for shopping and sometimes to visit her son who lives in the centre. But Tomas comes more to visit us at the countryside she says. Monique and Pierre have two sons, she tells me. The older one is a family man that had moved far away to Canada with his wife and two children. Monique fetches again the phone from her bag, places her spectacles on the tip of her half-covered-with-white mask nose. Have you ever seen such cute little creatures as these? She shows me pictures of her grandchildren and I politely utter sounds of admiration. The younger son, the one named Tomas that she had mentioned before, had recently gotten married. It's very good, she says. She was getting a bit worried about him. He is a good boy, already a man actually, and finally he found a nice woman which he gets along with. And, ah, she cries out, good, you reminded me. She has suddenly remembered that Marie-Jean, his newly wed wife, a very special girl, you see, has her birthday this weekend and Monique needs to find her a suiting birthday gift. Oh, that's very nice. What are you planning to get her? Are you going to celebrate it somehow? I ask. I don't know. I guess I'll invite them for lunch at our place this Sunday. Hmm. She closes her eyes again and gets back into her own thoughts. After a moment, she says, I don't know what to get Marie-Jean as a gift. What do you suggest, Betty? You seem like someone who would be good at these sorts of things. Monique has voluntarily trapped herself by posing such a question to a sales lady working on commission. I have a very good gift idea for Monique's daughter-in-law, but I keep it to myself for now. 
For the time being, I just smile at her without responding, indicating I'm grateful for her compliment and empathise with her concerns. Good thing the mask has now finally dried. I start removing it with water and wipes. It's time for me to get back on track and focus on my convincing. Here I go. Now, tell me, how does your face feel? Excellent, she replies. Very soft and fresh. I walk behind her chair, bend down so my chin is almost touching her shoulder and shove the mirror back in front of us. Look at the difference between the two sides now. My palm covers the side of the face which I had been working on, exposing only the undone side to the mirror. Look at yourself here. You see what I'm seeing? Here is Monique. She entered my store today a bit tired, a bit preoccupied with worries and troubles of all sorts of things, maintaining a household, a happy family, and I'm sure many other important matters. But then our dear Monique went on a vacation somewhere to a calming exotic beach where there is lots of sun and she lay there with a cocktail glass in her hand. She has rested 10 hours every day in front of the sea for 10 days and this is how she looks now. I take off my hand and reveal my creation on the other side of her face. Look at the wrinkles here around your eye. They've disappeared. Compare it to the left eye. Look at the wrinkles around your mouth. Look here and here. I point to various places at her face. This whole side of your face looks lifted up, clearer. The pores are closed at this side. Wow, I see, I see. There are apparent changes indeed. Every face is somewhat asymmetrical to begin with and I, of course, pick and work on the good sides of my customers' faces without them even noticing it was the better-looking side to begin with. Therefore, when I compare the two sides, they are overwhelmed by the difference. Besides, if you massage and cream one half of any face with any cream for a while, it's bound to look much more vital than the untouched side. Finally, I must admit... Some of the products I sell actually do give quite good results, at least for the first few minutes after applying them on my customer's skin while they are still sitting in my store. I continue with my pitch to Monique. And think about it. This is the result from only one time of applying the mask. Imagine what will happen if you continue using it week after week. You will see amazing changes. The best visible changes with these products will be in six to seven weeks. Then you'll see the biggest change and you'll come running back to the store and will give me kisses on both cheeks. She chuckles at my last remark while she stares at her reflection. But then, I go on, I must urge you to continue using the products for the rest of the year in order to maintain the best results. On and on I continue preaching and applying the serum and the facial night cream from the same red anti-aging line. Then Pierre sneaks into the store. Both Monique and I are very absorbed in the information I'm delivering. Therefore, his presence surprises us a bit. Oh, Pierre! Mon chéri, ça va? 
Betty here is really teaching me things. What do you think? Monique asks and explains to him he has to compare between the two sides of her face. His face drops. He tries to focus and looks at Monique in an estranged manner, feeling we had just confronted him with questions in a field that is foreign to him. Pierre is not sure where to look, what to reply, and doesn't want to get into trouble by saying the wrong thing. I reach out and assist him by pointing out at Monique's right cheekbone, forehead and surrounding of the right side of her lip area while stressing this line, this line and look, this line, ten years younger, I conclude for him. Yes, yes, you're right, he responds as if he were a subject being pushed by a missionary to see signs of God. I close them with a deal. The grey credit machine beeps now for a sum of 865 euros in addition to the 120 euros she paid me 30 minutes ago for the basic body treatment. The calculation of the deal went like this. She received the complete red anti-aging series for 510 euros. She paid for only three products and got the fourth product, the night cream, for free. She received the Green Eye Series for €225. Euros. She paid a full price for the eye serum and got a reduction of half price for the eye cream. I advised her to complete the full facial treatment of our lines with a day cream from our store. I said I would be generous and give her the cream for only €100 Euros instead of the full price of €150 Euros, and she said yes. At some point in my demonstration, I stressed the importance of exfoliating her face once or twice a week. The exfoliator costs another 60 euros, but Monique got it with a discount for 30 euros. When I calculated the price for the pile of products I stacked on the table beside her, she was baffled and hesitant for a moment. She looked at Pierre, and Pierre looked at her. Pierre said, As you wish, Sherry. You can maybe think about it for a few hours and maybe take a tour around the gallery to think about it and then come back. But that was the wrong answer. I wasn't about to let this house of cards of mine collapse in front of my eyes. If customers leave my store, they rarely come back. Sometimes, maybe, they come back for one or two products, but never for the whole stack. I needed to perform a quick action and make sure the deal would be closed instantly. Luckily I had kept some last playing cards in the game and now is the moment to put them on the table. I fetched a makeup removing line, a milk cleanser and a toner and added it to the pile as a gift from me. Then before they could respond to my generous gift I quickly placed on an empty chair beside her a stylish branded chrome paper bag and shoved the whole lot inside it like a pile of sweet little chocolate boxes. Oh, c'est chouette, non? She says to Pierre while they watch my determined moves. Then, what really closed the deal, the cherry on the cake, the card I very consciously kept for last. I took another nail kit from the shelf behind and announced... Here is a gift for Marie-Jean's birthday from our store. And from you. I winked at her. That did it. Wow, great idea. Oh, you're so thoughtful, Betty.
She looked at me, pausing, not believing how a thoughtful cosmetics saleswoman just solved all of her problems. Sunday is a rainy Sunday. Somewhere in the outskirts of Brussels, a bare magnolia drizzles small drops of fresh rain on the roof of a silver Audi A5. Beside the Audi, the wet pavement deviates to three concrete steps declaring the entrance of a two-story townhouse. Neatly trimmed shrubs serving as hedges define the borders of the property, demanding respect and proper approach to the house. Despite this facade, the building has a sweet influence of a belly puck architecture. A sharp light of an LED chandelier on the dining room ceiling shines through the clear windows of the ground floor, exceeding the semi-transparent curtains. This light phosphorates out onto the street. Inside are the sounds of voices singing inharmoniously. Joyeux anniversaire! Joyeux anniversaire! These belong to Monique, Pierre and their son, Thomas, all sitting around a wooden dining table. Across is Marie-Jean with a blushing face. Blow the candle! Blow the candle! They urge her. So she blows a candle erected on a homemade cake while they cheer and clap their hands. Mercy! Mercy! She says. Then Monique cuts and serves them each a piece of cake on service plates. Superb cake, ma chérie! cries Pierre while wiping the crumbs from the corners of his mouth with festive floral napkins. Thomas and Marie-Jean hum and nod agree with him, but cannot utter words yet because their mouths are full. Finally, Marie-Jean quickens to swallow the last bits of cake in her mouth so she could be polite and say on time, Really superb, Monique. Thank you so much for this celebration. Wait! Monique answers, we're not finished yet. Monique goes to fetch a gift wrapped in glittering paper and gives it to Marie-Jean. Ha, says Marie-Jean, surprised when she unwraps the gift. What is this? Oh, that is something very, very good for your nails. It's a nail kit from the Dead Sea shop in La Galerie Louise, with dead sea minerals inside, says Monique. Monique explains excitedly about the kit, the buffer, the cuticle oil, the file and the hand cream. She also shows Marie-Jean her own shiny nails. She goes on and tells the tale to her and Thomas all about the amazing experience in the Dead Sea Cosmetics store at La Galerie Louise, about the charming, elegant and sweet saleswoman. I almost spent a whole afternoon there. About the wonders of the Dead Sea and all the changes that have been promised to her if she uses the products. 
Oh, come on, she says mischievously. Can't you already see the changes in my face? Oh, you look very good, Monique, Marie-Jean replies. She lets them smell her hands and feel how soft her skin is. Mmm, that smells nice, Mama, says Thomas. Pierre is supportive and declares his enthusiasm as well. Shares some details about his good impression of me and the lovely experience they have had at the store in the gallery. Monique takes Thomas and Marie-Jean for a tour in her bathroom in order to show them the full line of products she has bought. The red bottles, the green bottles, the salt and the body butter, the day cream, the exfoliator and... Oh, and this too! She picks up another tube. I'm not sure what it does now. Oh dear, I can't remember anymore. All the details and information this Betty told me. I really need to sit down tomorrow and study all these products again. She places her spectacles on her nose and reads the text on the back of the bottle. Ah, yes, it's a milk cleanser makeup remover. That's what it is. Thomas and Marie-Jean courteously admire the vast collections of jars and tubes newly decorating Monique's bathroom. Two hours later, they say goodbye and are off to go. Marie-Jean thanks Monique heartily for the birthday celebrations and the beautiful gift. with the support of Level 5, an artist-run cooperative studio based in the city of Brussels. Music